podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own ri- ri- risk. What? Risk? <laughs> your own risk. <laughs> well, hi, I'm Bryce. Hi, I'm Amanda. Hi, I'm Horse. Hi, Horse. I'm Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting off strong today. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, completely I sober, I swear. It's horrible. I'm also sober. Oh, God, poor us. We're squares. I have to be sober. I didn't get a choice. I just didn't buy any alcohol. Well, I mean, I've got a cabinet full, but... Who wants to drink what you already have? Yeah, no, that's not... Fresh bottles, where is that? No, I have to work in the morning, and I'm over 30. So, like, can't be doing (laughs) that like I used to. Uh, It's not even that for me. I just have to... (laughs) I can't drink. That's fine. That's sorry. Fine. Well, then you know what? That's why I'm not doing it, actually, because you solidarity. Can't. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't drink that much, anyways. I'm sure you guys all think I do, but she's such a lush. Such a lush. <laughs> My God. No. no. Most of the time, I'm not drinking. Like, I don't even know if it's once a week. I think. I don't even- most of the time, if you do drink, you will have a drink while we're recording. Yes. I do not. What is the term? Get lit. Oh, is that the right say term? that one more time for the Get kids that lit. are laughing at us? <laughs> Hold on. I can't hear you over my arthritis. What? Is it get lit? Turn, turn up? What is the terminology? I think they're all terminologies. <laughs> Back in the 2000s, like early 2000s, <laughs> I think. What What is the terminology now? Is it not just drink? Wait, I don't know. I, sh- I don't know. Is it Swifty? I think that's just Rick and Morty. Yeah, but it's both. <laughs> I don't know. Point is, is I don't drink. Listen, I'm not cool enough to know the cool people phrases. Apparently neither <laughs> of us do. <laughs> Just wait, my dad's going to call and say, this is the terminology. Okay, dad, thank you for being the cool one in the family, okay? I was going to say, he's probably going to be right, too. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to argue with him. Oh, how have oh. you been? Uh, good, just busy with work and work. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Oh, it's been a joy. But I did teach you a fun new thing about uh, Sam's Club today. Because I'm a little bitter at you right now. Because you haven't. Oh, no, don't, no excuses. You haven't used your birthday gift. But, but I'll actually be honest. Today was the first time I've ever done the same day delivery with Sam's Club. And that was for my own sanity. Because if I went to Sam's Club today, I was going to wander. And I was going to buy <laughs> way more than what I needed. So I was like, I'm going to do same day delivery. Which I had to do because we're out of cat food. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Had to. Uh and so I did the same to delivery and it was the best thing. Like just throw it on. I also did pick up today because I messed up my pickup order because I was going to do that at first. And then when I realized I forgot a couple more than half the things I needed for the week, uh, I just did delivery. Well, I'm excited that you told me about it because I was not aware that there was a delivery. So I'm going to try that out. Yes. Do that. I'm really excited for that. <clears throat> I'm really just excited to go. We've tried to set time aside to go down there and it's just like adulthood keeps punching us in the groin wow yeah so oh i don't have a car right now 
Why don't you have a car right now? It uh, it tried to die in a very dramatic fashion. Tried to die? Yeah. So <laughs> I bought this car last January. Haven't even had it long. And I go get the oil change. And okay, look, I'm busy. It's been a while since I had the oil changed, admittedly. But I take it down there. And the guy, first off, he's like, well, you have a cracked valve. So your oil's leaking all over your engine. And I'm like, that's great. Okay. That's what I want to hear. Um, <laughs> but before this even happened, before I got the oil changed, the check engine light came on and just stayed on. So I'm like, oh, it's cool. I probably forgot to, like, you know, the gas cap, tighten the gas cap. It wasn't that. And then okay. it wasn't the oil. And so the day I got the oil changed, I was also late to work. The bank opened late because I was late. Yeah. You have that much power. Apparently so. I don't know whose decision this was, but it was just me and the only uh, one other girl there that day. Because this one branch, it doesn't open. Like, we just do the drive through. Yeah. From my understanding, they, like, closed the lobby during COVID. And then they were just like, this is unnecessary. And just never opened it again. But we were, like, four minutes late because they found that oil leak. So when I got off work, I took it to Advanced Auto Parts. And he's like, oh, well, that's not good. Your turbocharger is going bad. And I was like, uh-huh, what the hell is that? Charges the <laughs> turbos, duh. He, I should have known, really. But he pulled it up on the computer, and it's like a five $600 car part. So I'm like, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. But luckily, that's not my problem because I have an extended warranty. Bryce, I have 10,000 miles left on this warranty for the car. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended <laughs> warranty. That was the one time you answered the phone call and it was real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, the Buick dealership has my car right now. And the guy's like, since your warranty's almost up, we're just going to do a whole, like, checkup. Like, they're putting... They're checking its reflexes and everything up there. They're doing the knee thing just to make mm -hmm. sure. Okay. Yeah, and its little tires kick in. But the turbocharger, that's not working great. He tried to put a stethoscope up to the engine, and he just couldn't hear any kind of turbo. He was like, this is, might be a little off. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. We're mechanics, by the way. We know exactly what we're talking about. Yes, and mathematicians and... Uh, nurses. Nurses. We're, yeah. we're all the things. Yeah, y'all will learn that. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. So if you're listening backwards, uh, have have a fun time learning all of that. <laughs> yeah, long story short, um, I don't have a car and I don't know when I'm getting it back. And I don't know what's wrong with it. So It's sick. It is so apparently very sick. Aren't you supposed to go to like the mechanic shop and hold its tire through its rough time? I was, but I'm not allowed in. It's in the ICU. Uh, well, no, don't they allow people in in the ICU, though? Not this ICU. Oh. It's, uh, it stands for um, Inside Cars Utility. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. That's yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, I believe it. Well, that, that sucks. <laughs> I'm assuming work and things like that are going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> for you and James for the week? I think it sucks more for James because I think what we decided would be easiest is he has to take Annie to daycare and then take me to work or vice versa and then come home and sleep and then wake up, go get Annie and then come get me. 
because otherwise I would have to leave work early in order to get home, like get her and get home before he left for work. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So in order for him to, and he probably is going straight to work and then you're just driving the car home and then you're going to go pick him up. Or is he yeah. driving the car? Oh, no, he's driving the car. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That sucks. It does. I offered to like, hey, maybe I can talk to him, see if I can leave like, heck, I don't know, half an hour, 15 minutes early, something like that. But if we did it his way, neither of us would end up missing work. It's just going to really suck. They didn't tell you how long that they were going to have your car? No, they don't know because apparently the the engine under the turbos. Yeah, the turbocharger. First of all, he's like. We don't have those just lying around. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, go get it from a different car. Duh. (laughs) Yeah, go get that car, actually, right there. Can I just have that one? My my warranty covers it. It's fine. (laughs) You have to order the part anyways. Might as well just pull it from this car. Yeah. Put it in mine. They work here. They they can come back and get it. (laughs) Apparently, he said they have to not only order the part, but if... With warranties like that, if it's over a certain amount of money, they're like, well, before we do anything, we got to send this investigator or what? Yeah, the claims person out. So he estimated 10 days. And that's with him not knowing what was wrong with the car. I'm like, okay. He said also, though, that he would look at my warranty and see if they could swing me like a rental car. But yeah, we're just we're just waiting. We're just. So you're having a grand old time. It's so fun over here. Yeah. Being an adult sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm hearing is on James's days off, um, you and Annie will not be uh, bothering him. He will be catching up. I meant that he'll be catching up on sleep. I mean, you can still bother him, but. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Like, this is just. Yeah. You're like, he made that choice. (laughs) Sucks to be him. Yeah, he gave me this, like, he didn't give me this. This is my mom's. But the point is, he agreed to marry me and make a child with me. He so. asked you. That's what yes. you're saying. Yeah. He asked you. Those are He the asked my dad, and then he asked me. So that's, like, serious. He knew yeah. what he was doing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's his own fault, then. He's fine. I mean, I yeah. tried, James. I tried to get you a little extra sleep on your weekends, but Amanda put the kibosh to that. Sorry. Not sorry. Well, I don't have any other updates because my week has just been busy and boring. I have one other update. Okay. Y'all, Indiana came through. (gasps) Yeah, we bitched about Indiana and they were like, Mm -hmm. excuse us? Yeah, we got a listener, at least one in Indiana, Mississippi. Screw you, Mississippi. (laughs) Yeah, where you at? Which... By the way, before we started this recording, I learned something very important about Amanda. Son of a bitch. She, she <laughs> was born in Mississippi. She's a Mississippian. As far how, as I'm concerned. How dare you? I've ne- That is the meanest thing you have ever said to me. <laughs> she was born in Mississippi. So. But they have forsaken me the same way I have forsaken them. All I'm saying, all I am saying is you give them a hard time and you're part of them. I forgot what I was going to say. Like I was started to say something and then in my mind, I was like, the bank opened late. And I was like, no, I've already said that. Hold on. 
what is happening? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You're probably going to tell me to shut my filthy mouth. <laughs> That's, you know what? Yeah, that. let's go with that. Just rewind and put that in there. Shut your filthy mouth. You I'm shut just, your dirty mouth. I'm just shared with everyone. Amanda has been lying to us this entire time. Not lying. Just fibbing. Telling most of the truth. Only giving in the us way that I prefer. Only giving us partial information. <laughs> you never asked where I was born. You asked I didn't where know. I was from. Yeah, and it's Mississippi. <laughs> That's where I was born. You are from Mississippi, and then you went to Alabama, and now you're in Arkansas, lying to everyone along the way. Does James know the truth? James knows the truth. Oh, okay. I mean, probably. I'm, I'm sure he's seen my birth certificate. I keep them together. I guess you figure out later. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. He doesn't have a birth certificate. <laughs> and he can't defend himself right now. No, so shots can't. fired. No. Well, he doesn't. It's, it is what it is. So why doesn't he have a birth certificate again? Would you like to. in Korea on a military I say, base. I was going to say, you might want to enlighten our listeners. <laughs> he has a chancellor's certificate of birth abroad. He didn't correct me. So, yeah, that's what he has. Okay, I think it's fine. We'll count it as a birth certificate. But his sounds fancier. It do- it's a lot to say. <laughs> like a chancellor's certificate of birth abroad. Like you go to get open a new bank account or something. And you're like, I don't have a birth certificate, but here's my chancellor's certificate <laughs> of birth abroad. He totally does that, right? We- he changes the accent to does the flourish. He better. I think he wears a monocle when he says it, too. <laughs> he just whips it out of his pocket. Gotcha. Yes. He keeps it for any time he has to say that phrase exactly. He even does where he, like, breathes on it to wipe it <laughs> off. Just... <laughs> well, point of this whole conversation was that, hey, Indiana, thanks for hearing us. We are so glad. <laughs> we're that so we're... happy. <laughs> that you're here. Uh, you're much better than Mississippi at this point. And... You know what? We I don't even think the local, the resident Mississippian can argue. And Who's Amanda, that? that's you. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. We have turned our backs on each other. I'll allow it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, Indiana, thanks for listening. We appreciate that you're here. Um, for anyone else that's joining, we do have our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Those are all up and going. Instagram, Facebook, as well as Linktree, which I never add. I always do that on its own. Point is, those three, you can find us by searching Hell on Heels podcast. Instagram, cut me off. We are Hell on Heels pod on Instagram. We post all of the pictures from our episodes on those platforms. We're Hell on Heels pod on Twitter. What did I say? Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Hell on Heels pod on Twitter. I'm glad I was actually listening. Usually I zone this part out. Oh, I know. I'm zoning it out right now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I was just so frazzled by the news that Amanda gave me today that she's from Mississippi. My head's not on straight. All right. Get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yes, our Twitter cut me off. It is Hell on Heels Pod. Everything else is Hell on Heels Podcast. Um, our Discord is up and going, our Patreon's up and going. So if you want to join us on either of those platforms, you can find the links on all the things. Um, anything else you want me to? Oh, our email. I do this. I always forget email. You guys can email us story suggestions, uh, comment, support, whatever you want. Hell on Hills Podcast at gmail.com. I know it's a mouthful. I'm sorry, but we're not changing it. Um, yeah. other than that, I think 
I think we're ready for stories. Are you ready for this? So you said this one kind of seems familiar, right? The pictures and the name sounded or like just seem very familiar. Like I feel like I've seen this first picture before, but I can't Mm -hmm. place it. The pictures are, to me, they're kind of eerie. They're very, this is an old time case. Um, It's not like way, way back there, but it's in the about 1960, late 1950s era. And this is a story that was actually suggested to me from my friend Mark back in Mobile. I tried to find as much as I could on it, but there ain't much. So there is a book, but I couldn't get it in time. And I guess not everybody believes in Kindle. So here we are. You couldn't Amazon Prime it? No. It would have taken like four or five days, I think. You couldn't illegally download it somewhere? I didn't try. I like to give people, you know, their dues and all that crap. All right, all right. Unless it was music back in like the early 2000s, and it was just fair game. It was LimeWire all day long. Sorry, did I just age myself? (laughs) No, I know what LimeWire is. I just, we never used it. Not that I'm aware of, but I grew up in a place where internet was not the greatest, so. Oh, well, I grew up with AOL, so I feel you on that. Is everybody hearing that sound right now? Yeah, we all hear it. (laughs) That's not what it sounded like, but. (laughs) It was kind of close. I told you about the New Orleans axe murders. You remember that? Yes, unfortunately, that's engraved in my brain. Well, we're going to talk about the Alabama axe murderess. The Alabama one? Yep. My home sweet home, don't take it from me. So it was the summer of 1959 (laughs) in rural northeastern Alabama. It was not your home in 59, so I'm just, I'm throwing that out there. Okay. It also wasn't the home the year before. Don't out! Anyway. It was about lunchtime on June 28th. 1959, uh, when someone reported finding the torso of a Caucasian man on US 11 near Gadsden, Alabama. The next, je- the next day, not the next J, the next day, on June 29th, the torso of a man was found along the highway outside of Asheville, Alabama. Both of these men had been shot in the face with a shotgun and were missing arms and limbs. That seems highly aggressive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not something I would want to come across. Like, if I had to come across a dead body, I don't think this is the way I would want to see it. I don't think I'd want to see it at all. I don't think I would mind it. Maybe that's just me. I'm kind of curious in a weird way. I'm not asking to see it. But if I come across one, it would be like, All right, that's what that's like. Let's call the cops. No, thank you. Shorts belonging to one of the victims were found two and a half miles west of Piedmont in Calhoun County. And these towns, they're in like, they're kind of close to one another, but this is a pretty widespread area. And for the next couple days, more reports like these just kept coming in. So police started referring to the men as Mr. X and Mr. Y. And they used a helicopter to fly over Calhoun, St. Clair, and Etowah County, hoping to find anything, really. Any, any clues, any more body parts, whatever they could find. They tried to piece the bodies back together, but some of the parts were never found. 
So they did the best they could. <clears throat> they don't really say or know what might have happened to these. They estimate some of them probably. It's just, oh, it's so disturbing. Some of them probably they thought got picked up by wild animals. And some of them they think it was just so, like the root seemed to be so widespread. They could have just missed them. When you say the root was so widespread, like, I guess I'm just confused. Like, from... I'll get into it, like, a little bit more later, but somebody basically um, just went on a drive and left parts places. It's like yeah. a parade of throwing parts out, right? Yeah. It was, like, the world's worst Mardi Gras. No free beads, but you might get an extra limb. It'll cost you an arm and a leg. Too soon. That was just too soon. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Is 59, is that too soon? 59. I think it's just right. Okay. That's a sweet spot. <laughs> a good, what, 60 years? <laughs> yeah, something like that. In the hopes of finding a lead, they had Charles Brooks of the Birmingham News sketch the faces of the bodies, and they released these to the public. The men were, ident- were unidentified for 20 days before they finally got a tip that the sketches kind of looked familiar. The foreman of a construction crew believed that the sketches could be two men that worked for him. He told police that he believed these to be the Harper brothers, and it was Lee, who was 55, and Emmett, who was 48. They were originally from Andalusia, but they lived in White Plains. They both worked on this construction crew in Anison, about 15 miles away. And they had both been missing from work for about two weeks at this time. Kind of sucks that they're brothers. Yeah. I just feel bad. And it's like, uh, I'm trying not to tell you too much because I'll, I'll touch on it a little more. But I don't like this story. Oh, okay. Do we like any of them? Oh, I mean, I don't know about the brothers. I hate it for them. Oh, the story. Yeah, I'm with you. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. Are you are you okay? Is it those traumatic memories from being born in Mississippi? Anyway, back? so to kind of help tie into this story, there was a laundry mark on the clothes of one of the bodies. And when police tracked down this mark, they found that this, I believe it was a shirt, belonged to Lee Harper. So they start looking into Lee and Emmett, and they lived in a small trailer on a 40-acre farm owned by Martin Hyatt. When police searched this little trailer, and I mean, it's a tiny, there were pictures of it, it is a tiny little trailer. It's not like a mobile home or something. It looked like a couple feet wide. Do you have the pictures on the drive? I put some pictures on the drive, yeah. Well, of the mobile home? No. I can add it, though. If you'd like me to. Yes. Okay. Right now? Or do I have time? You can continue. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so they, police go to this farm and they search the trailer and they find bloodstains in and outside of the trailer. They found that the door had been shot in with a shotgun. And they found blood and hair in the trunk of the Harper's car. So... So, seeming like they've found the victims. Uh, not the victim, but the, the crime scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, but if mean that's like, their house, if that's their residence, it's more likely they found the victims. Like yes, they I'm sorry, identified. I I'm sorry. They identified the victims. Yes. See, we got it. We're here. It's fine. So police find this and they start asking the Hyatt family a couple questions. They find that Martin Hyatt, he had inherited the farm from his father. On the farm, they grew corn and cotton. They had a pretty big garden that they used to feed the family. They had pigs. They had chickens. Um, So even though it was only 40 acres, it was substantial. 40 acres still seems substantial. It does. But when I think of farm, I'm thinking like, you got to have at least 100. Otherwise, your cow's in the corn. But I also think about there's different types of farmers because you have like the cattle ranchers where they don't necessarily grow a lot of crops or the ones that do grow more agricultural. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Martin was said to uh, just absolutely adore. He lived for his daughter, Viola. And he also loved his wife, Vergie. Okay. Like kind of like Fergie, but with a V. Vergilicious. She's (laughs) Vergilicious. Definition. Definition. Make make this farm go loco. Okay. (laughs) Um, He adored his daughter, his wife, and their only daughter. And after talking to Martin, police pretty quickly deemed him as innocent. They didn't believe he had anything to do with this, so they let him go. They do ask to speak to his daughter, Viola. She was, as a child, she was described as fussy, obese, never happy, spoiled, rotten, and a vicious little girl. She was said to catch bullfrogs, and when they tried to escape, she stabbed them. That that doesn't feel like a normal little child behavior. No, like, we used to catch frogs, but we never stabbed them. When they tried to, you know, go do their froggy things, live their lives. How dare she stab Jeremiah the bullfrog? I really don't know what she's thinking. Jeremiah just deserves to bullfrog jump from bank to bank. <laughs> Seeing him eat, eat, boom, slapadilia, and a baru. Exactly. He's saying that the whole time. <laughs> Uh, she was also said to be universally disliked. Now, conversely, though, I also read that as an adult, Viola was liked by the neighbors. They Apparently, they were all older, um, elderly people, and she was always super willing to help. She went out of her way to help them with chores. They never even had to ask. She just volunteered. She just went and helped them. She was said to go to pretty much any church that she could. She just loved going to church. She loved Southern gospel music. And she was very frequently found at local churches or church events. So it sounds like she's okay. What is the difference between normal gospel music and Southern gospel music? Southern gospel is more aggressive than other gospel because they love Jesus more. Can you give me an example? It's like saying our God is an awesome God, but you say it louder. But I'm not going to do that because my daughter's asleep. Oh, okay. but you have to be louder than the person next to you. It or comes they'll from love the God heart. More. 
Yes. Oh, so it's just screaming at the pasture. <laughs> yes. The, pa- at the pasture. pasture. <laughs> yeah, the pasture <laughs> of the 40-acre farm. The pasture. She, the pasture. she literally just walked outside and screamed at the pasture that she loved God. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that I slurred a little bit. I'm not <laughs> drunk. I swear to God. But you knew what I meant. Thank you. I really don't know the difference in Southern gospel music and other okay. gospel music, okay. by the way. I don't know if that was apparent by my answer. You know what? I figured you were from the South, you know, the Mississippi roots. You knew what it was. You're really just going to keep <laughs> turning that knife, aren't you? I feel betrayed. <laughs> I but feel is... betrayed. I didn't have a choice. I didn't ask to be born at all, much less in Mississippi. Okay. But also, this is in Alabama. So the other part was that I felt like you would know since you had been mostly raised in Alabama. Yes. No, yes, absolutely. Definitely raised in Alabama. And I've been to a couple different churches, like Pentecostal, Southern Baptist, you know. I've been to different churches, but in my very ignorant opinion, like they all sing the same songs. So maybe that's just because they're all Southern gospel. <laughs> I've never been to an Arkansas church. I've been to a Chicago church, though, and they sang the same songs up there, too. But did you feel a difference in the spirit? Wait, was that Chicago or was that Alabama? I really can't remember. I did not feel a difference. Come to a church in Utah and tell me how the dif- what the difference is. I'm terrified is. of y'all's churches. Knowing me, I would go in the wrong one and they would just... Like, okay, I'm sorry I'm going. I'm sorry I stepped on your rugs. <laughs> or your carpet, whatever. <laughs> it makes you feel better. I know nothing about the churches here either, so... Okay, that does make me feel a bit better. Uh, so, in the past, Viola did lose her mother. Her mother died when she was five, and her father pretty quickly remarried. Viola claimed to hate her stepmother, Jessie, the minute she saw her. Don't we all hate our stepmothers? I don't have a stepmother, so... I don't either. So I just... Sure. I assume. I would assume that that is a relationship that takes time. That's all I know. <laughs> As a stepmother. <laughs> I forgot you were a stepmother. <laughs> well, luckily, I'm the stepmother to, like, the most well-adjusted child on Earth. So it's it's pretty easy. We just, like, plant herbs and eat ice creams. Kind of great. I'm so I didn't even register you were a stepmother. That was not targeted at you. That was targeted <laughs> at, like, Cinderella's stepmother. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't take offense. You've already offended me with the Mississippi thing. It can't get any worse. That wasn't oh, it a challenge. It was not. <laughs> I figured Mississippi was already below the belt for you. I mean, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, any argument that Viola had with her stepmother, Jessie, uh, Martin always took Viola's side. And at one point, Jessie apparently admitted to being scared of Viola. So not a great relationship, to, to say the least. And I was, I tried to find their ages just for like, to see, you know. And I found a 1940 census that listed Martin as 56, Jesse as 48, and Viola as 11. So you had kids pretty late in life then. It felt like that for me too. Because normally when people are 56 back in the 50s, I imagine their kids are like 30. Well, I mean, even 
like today to have an 11 year old, which is more common. I'm not saying it's not, but you're talking what 45 that you had a kid. Yeah. Like you tell me you did that on purpose. She was definitely an accident. I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Point is, is that feels kind of late, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that for anyone that is waiting to have children. It it just feels like for the time frame, that feels real, real late. No, and I it, agree with you. In the 50s, like, weren't people still getting married, like, really early? Like, 14? Maybe not 14, but teenagers, um, for sure. I don't know that they were getting married that early. In the 50s? In I mean, 50s, maybe, yeah. Maybe. I would say maybe, like, 18, 19, which is still pretty common today. True. But... I don't know. I'm not a historian. I don't know the stats on that. But it also makes me wonder if there were like fertility issues getting having her. And maybe that's just my mindset. And so she was a surprise because you've already said he like doted on her. Like, you know. Yeah. So maybe she was their miracle baby. That would make sense to me. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially like you said, the way he just. From my understanding, this child could do no wrong. Yeah, so a little miracle baby can do no mm-hmm. wrong. Just to clarify, though, miracle babies can do wrong things. They still need structure and discipline. I don't care how big of a miracle they are. Freaking put them in place when needed. You don't need a little hellion. Unless you are the hellion, that's fine. What if it's not a miracle baby and she's still a hellion? What do you do then? You still, you... Shake them? No. No, she likes that. (laughs) I was going to say, just add some discipline. Use the word no. Oh, we use that all the time. She does not listen. (laughs) Whenever we say no is like when it turns into a game. And it's even more fun. It's horrible. Um, Gentle parenting. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're really trying. We're really. She's, She's testing your boundaries with gentle parenting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You spend a lot of time doing what that one lady does, looking into space and breathing for a second. I don't even make it to space. I just stare at the floor. Oh, okay. I can't get that far. Sometimes I scream into pillows. That's okay. At least no, you're t- not screaming at your child. Constantly. No. no, not constantly. Every now and then she one slips out and I'm just like, you got me. You tested that patience and you won. Yeah. And that's the goal, too. That's what she tries to do. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> so I told you earlier, um, police learned that the elder- elderly neighbors really liked her because she was so helpful. And it turns out that Lee liked her, too, um, because he and Emmett would pay Viola to cook for them. Because at this time, she's 30. I don't think I mentioned that. When the men go missing and are unfortunately found dead, um, she was around 30 years old, and they would pay her to cook for him, and Lee also took her out on a couple dates. So, they so found she's not married? No. She, okay. she, from what I read, dropped out of school and stayed on the farm. And she did help her dad out a lot, and like I said, she, like I keep saying, I don't know why I keep saying this, she helped her neighbors. But she never moved away, and she was known to date, but she just hadn't found a man. Okay. Police interview Viola, and after six hours, 
she confesses to killing both men at about 12 a.m. June 1959. I'm sorry. 12 a.m. one night in June in 1959. That seems like drastic. Do we know why? She told police that she shot Lee and Emmett in the face with her daddy's 12 gauge. She cut off their arms and legs with an axe, and she drove through Calhoun, Etowah, and Cleburne counties, and she stopped along the way to just throw pieces of their bodies out. Did not try to bury them, hide them. She kind of just... Laissez-faire, toss it out. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like litter, which is just... That's like, I think that might be the worst comparison I've heard. Cause to me, that, and I'm not saying anything about you because I, she's treating it like litter, but right. those are people. Yeah. And that, that's why I, I use that phrase cause it is harsh, but that's literally what it feels like to just, to kill people and throw their bodies out a window. Like you don't, you don't even use your foot to dig a quick little hole. You just toss it out and keep driving. That's, that's cold. After she did this, She called the company that they worked for and told them that both men were sick and they would be out for a few days. Okay, question. Is it normal for someone else to call in sick for someone? Because I feel like I would never have my husband call in sick for me. If my husband calls in sick, I'm almost dead. Like, that's how bad that is. Like, especially, well, nowadays we can just text, but like, no, I, I'll call. (laughs) For uh, my boss or anyone that is I work with, if my husband is calling you to tell you I'm sick, I am 1,000% probably dead. <laughs> so send, send help, okay? Noted. We will, we will make an audio note of that. Yes. Put, matter of fact, put that in your If I Go Missing folder. Done. I'm putting it in now. If Cody ever calls in sick for me, there's something wrong, whether it's... Someone else, him, I don't know, but he's he's not going to call in sick for me. No, I doubt that. I've, I feel like he would be, like, just pestering you. Like, if you have to call in sick at all and he's there, you're going to be pretty sick. I would just, he'd be like, who do we need to text? I'd be like, I already texted my boss three hours ago when I woke up at 3 a.m. not feeling great. Leave me alone. Now go get me some soup and some Gatorade. And some Please. Dayquil or something. Both. Dayquil and Dayquil, but take them backwards. Really, really have some fun. Okay, deal. <laughs> to answer your question from earlier, she insisted to police that she did all of this without her father's help, but she never told them why she killed the man. Boredom? Like, I don't understand. She never, like, she fully admitted to the crime, but when they were like, why? She was just like, I don't know. Ah. She would, wouldn't give them a, an answer. Is there a reason that her father would have participated in this and possibly murdered them and she was just taking the fall? That's what they thought. They speculated that she was like protecting a family member and that she had help doing this because these were, you can see the picture. I mean, they were pretty nice sized men. I don't know how to, how do you, they were big boys. Okay. But she were well pretty big too. Yeah. Yeah. She was, and she wasn't like overweight. No, she just, she was tall. Well, but I I guess because they were both shot, right? Like, they could have been defenseless, you know? Yeah. And everyone reacts to stressful situations in different ways. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine, like, if it was at, like, because these are brothers, they probably live together is what we've established. Yep. Um, If all of a sudden my brother's been shot 
I don't know that I would know to fight away the gun. I would probably go into shock. Well, when you see, because I am, I'm going to pull it back up. When you see the picture of the trailer, this trailer, trailer, whoa, excuse me, was maybe like 10 feet long. It was a teeny tiny, it looked like almost like a travel trailer that someone would just, like the the old all metal ones. I think they're like wind streams or something. Mm-hmm. It looked like one of those. It was really tiny. And then also they found evidence that she had blown the door. Allegedly she um, had blown the door open with the shotgun. Like I'm no pro here, but if someone blows my front door in with a shotgun, like what are you going to do? Okay, yeah. I'm going to jump up surprised, but well, that's what I mean is like, did they just go into shock and not know what to do? Like we have no idea. The, the stories that she gives is pretty much I killed him. This is how that's it. To this day, we do not know why. Hmm. Interesting. Why do I get the feeling that this is the end of your story? It's not. Okay. Yeah, a little more. Police retraced her steps and, nope, excuse me. She retraced her steps and showed police where she disposed of the body parts. And it was a 50-mile route that she called the Whiskey Trail. 50 miles? That's a long route. Uh Uh-huh. Investigators found evidence that she had used an old homemade wheelbarrow to transport the bodies to the car before going along this whiskey trail. Viola, however, she pled guilty to two counts of murder, and she was sentenced to two life sentences in 1960, so she didn't have to testify or tell her story since she pled guilty. (laughs) She spent 10 years in Tutwiler Prison in Wetumpka, Alabama. And she was paroled in 1970 after they called her, quote, an exceptionally good inmate. But she's murdered two people, according to her own story. Yeah, but they just, they they were like, that's fine. Go back to your home, I guess. Just don't do it again. No big deal. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Three strikes and you are out, okay? No more Bible study. No more Southern gospel for you. (laughs) Uh, Viola Hyatt died in June of 2000 at the age of 72, taking the reason of this gruesome crime with her. And that's, that's, that's my story. It's so interesting because it just seems like police couldn't find a motive at all. No. Other than the fact that they, they dated, they assumed like maybe Maybe one of the men took advantage of her, but then why did she kill both of them? That was just, like, some of the things they come up with. Some of the ideas. It seemed like they were kind of grasping at straws. Yeah. Because she just, she didn't give them anything to to go on. She told them what they needed to know. But from what I've read, they weren't so sure that she did it. And if she did, they weren't sure that she did it on her own. They maintained that she was probably protecting somebody. You said she had a dad and a brother? Just the dad. She was the only child. Okay, sorry. So she had... I just, I wonder if... Like, obviously this is speculation, but something might have happened between her and one of the brothers. And I wonder if the dad found out about it and kind of like in a blind rage because, you know, Miracle Baby here, he's fiercely protective. And her her protecting her dad, she's like, I'll get a lenient, more lenient sentence because I'm a woman. like Or like that mentality, which... We won't start on that one, but 
I wonder if that's kind of the mentality that she had. And she's like, dad, I'll take the fall. Don't worry about it. Like you keep doing what you need to do. Yeah. You just go over there and stay innocent looking. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I don't know. That's pure speculation. I mean, it's better than what we do know. Huh? Yeah. Cause she's definitely a, like a tall woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She looks, I mean, these are pictures, but she looks every bit of six foot tall. She does. She looks like she's, she's a very tall woman. And then let's be honest, the brothers don't look like they're that tall. Mm -mm. Granted, I only have a picture of their shoulders, but I'm just looking at kind of their frame and their build. And if you look at the picture where she's standing next to Lee, like she's standing on something, like maybe a step. Is she? Yeah, because oh. see his feet go down farther than hers. She so is. Okay, maybe that's why it looks like she's so tall, though. Yeah. Okay, so maybe okay. she's not six feet tall. But, from, what I, uh, from what I read about her, she was larger than the average woman. And like I said, we're not meaning overweight here, but she, she and I'm was just, tall. She I'm was looking healthy. at her in front of that shed, too. And she looks mm -hmm. still relatively tall there. But I guess maybe that shed was smaller. I don't know. Yeah. And she it? might be, like, in front of it. A little, but she looks broad, too. Like, her shoulders. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand a lot of things. But that's no surprise to anyone listening. And that is allegedly the trailer that they lived in, according to the uh, the info that I read. But it's, there's not much out there. So that's why I say allegedly. Yeah, interesting. Well, I've got something that, that will also make you scratch your head and go, why? I don't understand. Okay, perfect. So we have a theme for this episode, and it's head scratchers. Yes. Um, so I don't have pictures today, but that's okay. I realized today, not today, the other day, uh, it's been a couple months since we've done this topic. Do you want to guess what it is? Okay, so it's a head scratcher and it's been a couple months. And it's paranormal. I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm going to give you what it is. It's a paranormal ritual or game. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. These ones always make us scratch our heads because we just don't understand why people do these, right? Like, Absolutely no idea. No clue. So. Spooky ritual coming your way. Um, we are going to be talking about the candles game today. Just a PSA for everyone. Candles have fires. We all know this, okay? Fires are dangerous. So let's use some common sense during this game. Don't light any candles that are near anything that's flammable, okay? So if you're going to listen to this and try to do this ritual, don't be Put dumb. Put your candle on the couch. Keep your candle away from flammable things. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. But also, as a representative of Helen Hill's podcast, uh, so we're not encouraging you to play with fire, but if you do play this game, let us know how it goes for you. Okay, thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the tools you're going to need. First, you're going to need your house, because that's going to be the playing field. Okay. Does it have to be in a house, or can you be in a literal playing field? No, no, no it has to be a house. Okay. You're going to want candles, at least one for every room in your house, and hallways count as a room. This already sounds typical. Yes. Uh, and the candles have to be able to stand on their own. Okay. You're also going to want, obviously, matches or a lighter or something to light your candles with. And then you're going to want an alarm clock or a, something to keep time with. It cannot be your phone. Okay. Well, you just answered my question. Okay, good. So go to Walmart, get 36 candlesticks and an old school, like, bell style alarm clock. It said it could be, like, um an alarm like on your watch okay 
but probably do like t- like something less fancy like than this because you don't gotcha. want it to create noise or correction you don't want it to create too much noise and you don't want it to create too much light either ah okay okay i'm with you so uh if i'm going to recommend an alarm clock to you i would probably say just go to like walmart get a, the cheapest alarm clock they have there and then you're also going to need this is an ability that you're going to need it's an ability i do not have but this is the ability to pull an all-nighter because one way or another you're going to be awake all freaking night okay so if you don't have that ability just don't even continue with this game you'll need to be prepared to play this game alone you will not have anyone there to play with you it is you and you alone all right you just lost me I didn't lose you when I told you it was a ritual? No, it was the alone part. <laughs> okay. Um, this lost me the moment I was like, we're going to do a paranormal ritual or game. We don't <laughs> do those. Sorry. So you're also going to need a partner. They're not going to play the game with you. But they're going to help with the game setup. It is also recommended to get all animals, children, and people. Actually, correction. It's only recommended for animals, but children and people need to be out of your house before starting the game. Wait, so animals are fun? Don't do that to your animals. <laughs> I know. So animals are fine, but it is recommended to get them out of your house, especially if they're like a noisier animal. Shoo-shoo. Have you met Buck? You think I would leave him alone with a candle in every room? Maybe if I want my house burnt down? But if it's like a hamster in a cage. Oh, yeah, that's probably fine. Yeah. So you don't see what put I'm the saying. candle near him or her. Mm-hmm. Don't do that anyways. Well, you don't even know what we're doing with the candles anyways right now. I'm assuming we're lighting them because we have a lighter. Eventually. Okay. So the game's set up. During the daylight, you are going to start prepping your house for this hell that you are willingly putting yourself through. You're going to make sure that all the windows and coverings are closed. So close any blinds, shades, curtains, whatever you have. You're going to make sure no light is getting in. People that just live their life with their windows open all the time. Who are you? And what are you doing? I don't want. Well, I mean, like, I used to open the shades in the daytime. But as soon as I'm, like, not in the living room in front of the open shades, I'm gone. I'm out. I do not want to walk in a room and see some freak show staring through my window. That's what okay, keeps that's, me up at night. That's fine, I guess. But I still open my blinds to give the dogs some natural light when I'm gone. My dogs can suffer. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so you're going to just make sure you're basically making it as dark as you can in the house. You're going to go around and turn off and it's probably best to also unplug any electronic devices. So the only one that you can have is the alarm clock if it needs to be plugged in. If you're using like a digital watch of some sort where it can keep the time, that's fine. Anything such as like phones, tablets, those should be shut off and put in a box in your home. And that box should be out of sight, out of mind in a closet cabinet somewhere. It's not going to bother you. And basically what you're doing is making sure that anything that can make noise or light up doesn't have a power supply, right? Okay. And now the next one is not a step taken in all instructions of the game, but personally, I would also cover all the mirrors or reflective surfaces so that there are no reflective surfaces. This is sounding really complicated. (laughs) It's pretty complex. Out of all the games we've done, this is one of the more complex ones. Yeah, this sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Okay, you as the player will then, you'll place an unlit candle at the end of each hallway. Your partner, that is not the player, they're going to go around the house and hide an unlit candle somewhere in each of the rooms. 
in every single room of the house. You don't know where they're hiding them, but they're going in and hiding them. How do you hide a candle? Well, like, I, I guess mean, it's dark, so you can't see it if it's sitting on a table. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's dark, you've got to kind of feel around, try to find it. Okay, but it's not like under the bed or in the closet. This is where I'm saying take your precautions. Okay, I got you. <laughs> let's not be stupid with, like, <laughs> if you have to eventually light a candle and you find it under the bed, don't light it under the bed. That's a dick move, okay? Okay, got you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so your partner is going to go around hiding all the candles. They're not going to tell you where they hid the candles. You can also not ask them where they hid the candles because that's cheating and we don't like cheaters. No, we don't. Once all of the candles have been hidden, your partner needs to GTFO. Get them out. They're no longer welcome. <laughs> Done. I don't want to be part of this anyway. <laughs> I'll be a partner. I will not be a player. But I will hide the hell out some candles in your house. You know what? If your partner is like a spouse or a child or roommate, significant other, just put them up in a cushy hotel. Okay. For the night. Give them a break. If I don't get one, they don't get one. Well, they're not allowed back until 6 a.m. the following morning. And that sounds like, a, you know what? My <laughs> husband works nights. It's perfect for me to not play this game. Yeah, so just don't play this game. You're fine. Yeah. No. So you as the player, now at this point, your partner has left. You as the player will then place an unlit candle inside your room in front of the door. It's unlit. And it's very important to the game that you place a ca this candle yourself. I'm assuming that's because you'll know where it is. Like, you're not hiding that one. The only room that they're not hiding a candle in is going to be your room. Meaning, like, your bedroom or just your room your, of choice? Your bedroom. Okay. And then you as the player, you're going to go around and close all of the doors in your house. You're going to make sure everything is closed. Every single door is closed. No candles are lit at this point. Just everything's good to go. Now, you're going to start your, set your alarm for exactly 11.10 p.m. And at sunset, you're going to go to bed in your room. And you're going to make sure that you close the door behind you. Your candle is in the, in the right place. Your matches are near, easily accessible. When your alarm goes off, you're going to verify that it is 11.10 p.m. If it is 11.10 p.m., it's go time. I don't like go time, but I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's I don't have time. a choice. <laughs> if you're playing, you don't have a choice. If if you're good, it's 11.10, everything's so far working out, you're going to have 60 seconds to grab your lighter or matches and light the candle that you placed in front of your bedroom door. Boy, I hope you're not groggy. I was going to say, if you're like a, a deeper sleeper or uh, groggy, <laughs> you might not want to play. Because if, if it takes you a full two minutes, to kind of figure out what's going on and why your alarm's going off at 11, 10 p.m., you're, you're not going to have time. You've got oh, 60 seconds. What a bummer. Just another reason I can't play. Dang. Now, if you light the candle in time, so it's 11, 11, you've lit the candle, do not look around your room, and you're going to proceed to the next step with no delays. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't like the urgency. <laughs> like, do I even get a chance? Do I even get the like? What if I got a pee? I just woke up. Oh, I actually had, there were some comments, articles that said that you are not to do anything except for play this game. Can't go grab a stack, can't go pee, can't do, you are playing this game. You want me to hold it from the peak of nighttime to the peak of morning? Not even the peak, the ass crack of morning? You want me to hold that nighttime pee? Yes. You are out of your mind. Okay. Well, I don't know how to help you. So it's 11, 
I'm sorry. I have a child now. I don't have that kind of ability. I guess you wear a diaper for the night. Some depends. I could borrow one of hers. Just like, paste <laughs> them together. Just Jimmy rig them together. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so it's 11-11 now. Your bedroom candle is lit. Before you can leave your bedroom, you need to go knock on the door three times. But you're going to do this by knocking once, then waiting three seconds before each knock. So it's knock, one, two, three, knock, one, two, three, knock. You Now you're going to have to use all of your senses. Remember, it's really dark. You did blackout on all the windows and everything, and you've only got a candle. If you hear any type of noise after the third knock, you're not going to proceed. I'll tell you what to do later on if you're not proceeding, okay? But if you hear silence, then you're going to say the words, I am ready to play. And now you may open your bedroom door. Do you have to say those words confidently or can you like meekly squeak them out into I'm existence? I'm assuming you can meekly you can be like, I'm ready to play. Okay, <laughs> that be okay. fine. I don't know. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Does that activate easy mode in this game? <laughs> There's no easy mode in this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> The candle that you lit in your bedroom, you're going to place outside of your bedroom door and you're going to leave. Like you're safe to leave. Well, safe to leave your bedroom. Yes. Not the house. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant leave the candle. You are going to leave the candle. You're going to place it outside of your bedroom. And then leave it there? Yes. No. Okay. (laughs) What do you want me to tell you? Keep it with you forever. Oh, well, I mean. I mean, you can't. Sorry. Oh my god, I see where this game is going, and I don't like it. Okay, tell me the rest. So, you're gonna place them outside of your bedroom door, and you're gonna close your bedroom door. Remember, during this game, if you open a door, it also has to get closed. Anyways, and also make sure you have your matches and lighter in hand as well, because you're not gonna go back into your bedroom until you're done with the game. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the candles in the hallways, you placed those so you're gonna be able to light those as soon as you get to them you're gonna have an idea of where they are you're welcome to light those and as you begin to move around your home remember not to look around keep your gaze forward and if you see anything in your peripheral vision you're gonna ignore it yeah i am (laughs) also if you hear any voices you're gonna ignore those don't speak to them don't acknowledge them just focus okay Uh You're also going to make sure that you do not run. Running is explicitly against the rules. I don't know why. I just know what it is. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't like that either. Okay. Well, that's fine. You don't have to like it. The goal of the game from here is for you to move from room to room to find and light each and every hidden candle. Now, for each room, you're going to have three minutes to find and light the candle and only three minutes. So if your husband or partner or whoever is a dick, maybe don't have them hide the candles. Uh, uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. And remember that all of the doors in house, you've closed those before you've gone to bed. And before you enter any rooms, you're going to want to knock on the doors as you did before with your bedroom door. So knock, wait three seconds, knock, wait three seconds, knock, and then listen. So again, you're going to listen for any noise. If you hear something coming from behind the door, a lot of people comment that it sounded like breathing or movement that shouldn't be there. You're going to just skip over that room for now. And also before you enter any rooms, you're also going to want to see if there is any light coming from the room by looking under the door, like between the crack and the floor. 
and I'll talk about what you got to do if you see a light, okay? Oh my god, there's so many rules. There are so many rules. You're going to need, like, your candle and some paper and be like, what the hell's the next rule? Um, You have plenty of time to memorize them while you're completely redecorating your entire freaking house. Yes. Just say them on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, If you come across a room with an open door, you're not going to proceed. I'll again talk later about what you're going to do in that case. But if you do come across a room with uh, no noise, no light coming through, and you've knocked... You can enter and your three minutes timer will start. If you're able to light the candle in the three minutes, you'll set the candle back down. Again, use common sense and make sure there is no risk of a fire. I mean, aside from the obvious risk of lighting a candle, you're going to leave the room and close the door behind you and you will not re-enter the room again. Done. (laughs) Remember, there is also a candle in there burning. That's not my problem anymore. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um. You're also going to want to move relatively quickly as the candles kind of act as their own timers. Uh, According to one of the rules, you're not supposed to allow the candles to go out either. So maybe get like bigger candles that'll take longer to burn through. How the hell am I supposed to know if they went out if I'm not allowed to go back in the room? Look under the door crack. God, now you've got me bending down with my back exposed. (laughs) Just get some bigger candles that take longer to... Hurricane candles. Sure. Or use crayons. I think those are good for like 10 hours or something. That doesn't seem super safe because they have to be able to stand on their own. Okay, none of this is safe. Oh, okay. We're leaving candles (laughs) in unoccupied rooms. All right, well, valid point, but we're going to go on. So once you've lit all of the candles in your house and closed all the doors because you've gotten everything done... You're going to return to your bedroom, but before you enter, you're going to do the knock three times, wait three seconds, knock, you know, all of that. And if you're good, don't hear any noise, you can enter. You're going to close the door behind you, go lie in bed, face the ceiling. You're not going to fall asleep. You're not going to look around and you're not going to look under the bed. The game will officially end at 6 a.m. and your house will supposedly be once again safe. None of this sounds fun. I didn't think it sounded fun, but someone's going to think it sounds fun. You can't tell me to lay in my big comfy bed and stare at the ceiling until 6 a.m. Yeah, that's not. And not fall asleep. (laughs) You have lost your mind. (laughs) This is why I said you needed the ability to pull an all-nighter. Yeah, I can do that, but not when I'm laying in bed. It's got to be a special ability there. Okay. So that's how you're going to win the game, right? Now we have a lot of what ifs. Okay. What if you can't get rid of your partner, significant other roommates or whatever, whoever you share the house with for the entire night? Then you don't get to play. Okay. Like that's, you don't put other people in harm's way. Okay. That's a fair point. Okay. Uh, What if you can't get your fur babies out of the house? I mean, technically you can still play, but that seems like a dick move. So maybe just don't play if you have animals in the house. Oh, I do not trust my animals around (laughs) flames or water or anything being home by themselves at this point no yeah so regardless i if you have animals like i said if they're quiet like maybe a hamster in a cage but i also feel like it's like a dick move to just like enter your hamster's room in the middle of the night to light a candle and leave i don't know about hamsters but when my hedgehog was still alive miss tiggy winkle nighttime was not the time to do anything quiet because she was over there like 
in her freaking cage or running on her dang wheel. It was party time. So if you have nocturnal animals, probably don't do this. If you have animals in the house, I'm going to say just don't do it. Okay. What if you have decorative candles in the house? Probably put those away before starting the game. Um, Because it's not known if you'll need to light a decorative candle. And then that kind of points, defeats the purpose of it being a decorative candle. What's a decorative candle? A candle for decoration. You don't burn them? I don't think everyone burns decorative candles. Then what's the point of their existence? Decoration. Is that what? Do they smell bad if you burn them? I don't know. They were just listed as decorative candles. I assume you're not supposed to burn them if they're for decoration. I had one once. I don't know if it's a decorative candle, but I know I lit it and it did not melt right. It was scary and it like crackled and it smelled really bad. That's why. That's why. Oh, well, that just seems impractical. I mean, if it's just to look fancy, I guess. I don't know. Regardless, put those away. Just like take them out to the shed or something. Get rid of them. And then what if you're unable to cover mirrors or you just don't want to? Mirrors are believed to be a portal for some entities. And so if you're playing like this, uh, a spooky game, you might want to just like take all precautions and cover things that could be considered portals. But if you're not able to cover a mirror, just avoid looking into the mirror. But again, I think just cover them. I would say cover them because like if I walk past a point in my house knowing there's a mirror right there, I'm going to look. Not only at myself, but because if you watch the mirror or like windows, you know, you can see what's coming with the reflections. Do I just have anxiety? No, I was going to say the same thing. It's like you can also see what's coming in, like the mirrors and windows, and maybe you don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, What if you have rooms that are technically separated by archways and do not have doors? Are those considered one room or multiple? It's not clear. A lot of the comments of the people who have claimed to have played stated they would just drape a sheet in the archway to act as a door and knock on the wall. So I guess they were just doing better safe than sorry. That sounds like a good idea with games like this. Yeah. What if you have rooms within rooms, like a master bathroom or a walk-in closet inside of a bedroom? Rules state that all rooms should have a candle hidden. So I assume if you can walk into it, it it counts as a room. So just add that candle, right? Okay. Um, Again, that's a better safe than sorry, but still use precautions. If you're in a closet that's like itty bitty and you light it, you're going to set fire. Probably don't count that as a room, right? (laughs) Okay. Like, again, we're going back to common sense here. What if I ask my partner to handle or to hide the candles in easy places? We're fairly certain that's cheating. That feels like cheating. Cheating's never good. So maybe just don't. Like, maybe let them know what the game is and let them decide how difficult they want this to be, you know? Also, I feel like since you're my partner and we're, like, I I assume I would ask James, like, why would you hide it somewhere? I could die, I assume. I I know (laughs) nothing about this game other than the fact that I could burn myself down in the entire house around me. But, like, also maybe I could go to hell. Please don't hide the candles in the walls or under the carpet or some stupid like don't put it up on my ceiling fan where i'm not gonna see it oh that's a really good spot (laughs) i guess if it's like an enemy has asked you to hide it and they didn't know they were your enemy i'd be doing that in every single room above the door frame Uh uh-huh uh yeah i actually think the rules might have stated in some variations i don't think some of the variations said that the candle needed to be hidden on the floor 
Oh, so. Well, then I do it right next to the door frame. Yeah. Like on the bottom left, because I feel like people might look right before they put left. I don't know. I might put it, like, under a dresser. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> all the way back against the wall under a dresser. Yeah. Because you're going to panic, and you're going to panic when you can't reach it. That's a valid point. And you only have three minutes, so. What if your alarm clock doesn't go off at exactly 1110? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> and you do not get to proceed. If it is not exactly 1110 and it's still dark outside, you're going to remain in bed. In bed. In bed. And you're going to stare directly at the ceiling. Do not look around. Remain awake. Do not move. And you're going to remain like this until 6 a.m. So maybe just like as a pro tip, as part of your prep, put up like a good poster to look at for hours. You can't even play? No. What the? You just lay there. Oh my goodness. Okay. And you can't drink coffee or energy drinks or anything because you can't go to the bathroom either. Uh-uh. Oh boy, you better sleep all day. You, be- <laughs> you know what, actually? Prepare the day before and then sleep all or the night before and then sleep all day. Can you just, do that? I don't know. I think the preparation might be part of invoking it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, just don't play this game. Maybe you can prepare like the windows and stuff. Just make sure the candles get placed the night before. Okay. Or the night yeah. you play, I should say. What if you do not light the candle, the first candle in your bedroom in that first 60 seconds, in that first minute? Oh, what if? You want to take a guess? Get back in bed, stare at the ceiling, and don't fall asleep. And don't look around, yeah. Okay. Yes, you're going to just lay back down in bed. Don't even try to go to sleep. Now, what if you knock on your bedroom door to leave and you hear a noise? Do not pass go. Go directly to bed. Stare at the ceiling and question all of your life choices that led you to this point in your life. That sounds good. Okay. Because you, you like can't any sleep. other night in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sleep, though. If it's going to make you fall asleep, don't question it. Okay. Uh, what if you want to look around? My what? opinion, I mean, do what you want. Like, do whatever you want to do. But the rumor like is... <laughs> the rumor is that some of these creatures participating in the game are able to gain power from eye contact. So, I mean, you do you, but it's not my fault if they gain power from you looking around because you made eye contact. Um, um, power? Uh-huh. Not electricity. Yeah, obviously. We already unplugged everything. <laughs> you know what? Actually, just flip the breaker to the off position when you start to play this game. Unless you have an alarm clock that you're using, leave that, that room on. Yeah. But, like, everything else, even the refrigerator, just screw it, okay? Just, just. Turn the whole house off. Yes. <laughs> What's your question about them gaining power? What, 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 dark power, I assume. Like, not good things? I assume not great things. Oh, great. So if you look it in the eye, it eats your soul. <laughs> Probably, yes. Okay. Perfect. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what if you want to speak to the entities? Why would you want to speak to them? Because some people don't like rules. I, me, I'm that person. But these are the ones that you don't break. You know what rules I don't like? 75 on the interstate. Pish posh, okay? I got places to be. But like, if I'm playing a demon game from hell and you tell me don't talk to the entities, you got it. Donezo. Again, do what you want. But for some, knowledge is power or even acknowledging something could be power. Um, so speaking or answering questions may give them power over you. So maybe just just don't. Like, that's my personal opinion. Do we know what they're saying? 
I have no idea what they're saying. Oh, no. Curious. Oh, no. This is how they get you. Probably. Now, what if you fall asleep while looking at the ceiling? I mean, again, do what you want, but dream dream demons may be present or other entities might be able to take control of you while you are asleep. So do what you want. I'm not saying shit about it. I'm just telling you the possibilities and the theories, okay? Dream demons? Yes. And I'm sure like the sleep paralysis demons too. So Freddy. Freddy's waiting for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what if you run? Something freaks you out when you run. Hmm. Which yes. is explicitly against the rules. I think that's just an invite for them to chase you. Oh, that's worse. Oh my gosh. So they're cats. They're demon dream cats. Oh, they're worse than that. I'm sure. Um, also, it's explicitly against the rules. So you would then lose at that point too. I feel like you lose the minute you decide you're going to play <laughs> this game. Yes. Uh, now, what if you knock on one of the doors, not your bedroom door, but one of the doors that you're trying to time yourself for the three minutes? And you hear noise. What do you do then? Me personally? Go back to bed. Stare at the ceiling and don't fall asleep. Oh, no. Do you, you move just, on and come back? Yeah, you just skip the door and come back later. Okay, what if there's a light inside? I'll tell you in a second. Sorry. Uh, you're going to make me skip around in my notes and I'll miss something. No, I would never. What if you do not light the candle in three minutes? Ooh. You're going to close and lock that door the best that you can, as like just immediately. It is three minutes and one second. You're out of that room. That door is locked. You are going to stop and drop wherever you are, lie on the floor, and just stare at the ceiling and don't fall asleep. And you're going to remain like this until 6 a.m. Not even in your bed. That sounds worse than laying in your bed. Because you're now just out in the hallway laying there. You're vulnerable. No. staring at the ceiling. Just watch the house burn down around you at this point. Yes. Now, what if you see light coming from a room that you had not been in? What would you do? I would very slowly walk out the door and sell the house and never come. I would sell it as is. Everything comes with it. <laughs> That's fairly accurate because you're going to get the fuck out and you will immediately calmly leave your house and not return until the sun is up. <laughs> oh, wait, that's real. Oh. Well, hot damn. Okay. <laughs> and you'll want to get to somewhere safe. What is lighting this candle? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's possible that it's not even necessarily a candle. It could be just like lights because it's like some of the theories are like there's um, an alternate dimension that you enter when you do this. Uh -huh. um, and so you're kind of looking under the door and you have demons doing a powwow. Or another theory is that you're not the only one trying to light the candles. That is the worst thing you have said. That is the second worst thing you have said this entire podcast. It's the first worst one about Mississippi. It certainly is. <laughs> All right. Well, what happens if you come across the room where the doors open, even though you had closed the doors before you went to bed? Oh, I forgot about that one, but I just got goosebumps. Again, you're just going to GTFO. Uh, you're going to not return until the sun is up. Bye. 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 What if the candles start to go out? I didn't get clarity on this. I'm going to be honest. In all of the rules, it said don't let the candles go out. But they didn't say why. <laughs> so okay. I assume we don't want to know. So maybe just get those larger pro tip. Get big candles. Okay. What if you lose the game or break rules? Some claim that a, that a demon may be able to possess you. 
Others say that you might start to lose your mind. Some claim that you will lose your life. Others believe that you will be trapped in a um, different or false dimension or reality. So it'll be like something is just off. And then in this false reality, you'll also start to lose your mind. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, what if you win? What's your reward? It sounds if, like nothing, probably. Let's just, if you won this game, what would you want your reward to be? To never see a candle again in my life. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can probably do something with that. But it's, it's what you said the first time. It's not a damn thing. You get bragging rights and that's it. Bragging rights are worthless. You can lie about it. <laughs> I can't. If you want them that bad. I can't help you there. I'm sorry, but that's what you win. Oh my gosh. This is this is dumbest worst game. So when it comes down to actual experiences, most of them were the same. There were a lot that were like, oh, we went through, we just kind of heard noises, skipped doors, and we were fine. But one did stick out to me, and this comment came from a website called The Ghost in My Machine. <laughs> okay. And the player or the commenters, oh, their their entire post. Like their entire comment gave me goosebumps. It was first of all, it might have just been really well written, but also if their experience is real, it sounds awful. So, and I'm just gonna paraphrase what they said. So basically, they said at the end they were returning to their bedroom because they had lit all the candles in the other rooms. They did the three knocks like they're supposed to. So knock one, two, three, knock one, two, three, knock, listen, and they could hear breathing on the other side of the door. Oh, there go my arms. Oops. So at this point, they're kind of stuck. Like they don't have anywhere else they can go, right? They don't have any other rooms to go light a candle in. And so they're kind of stuck between, what is it, a rock and a hard place? And they're, you know, they're just there waiting. And they would just keep knocking and waiting. And they could just hear this breathing. The player stated that eventually they would be submerged into darkness when all of the candles would die just due to them timing out or like burning through. And they did become very panicked, but they continued knocking on the door and they claimed that their partner finally came home and found them just sobbing, tears rolling down their face, and their knuckles were bloodied from knocking on the door. How hard do you have to knock on these doors? Can you imagine if you're doing that for hours? You know, knock one, two, three. If you're doing that for hours. Yeah. And if you're starting to get panicked, you're probably going to start hitting it harder. Yeah. You know, this commenter specifically was sharing their experience and then they were going, is my house safe? My, I'm going to say probably not get that shit cleansed. Now, my issues with this game, why? Why are we potentially finding spooky things that could harm us? Like for bragging rights, it's not even worth it. This sounds like a game that started as just like a joke, maybe like a prank. Like someone's like, oh, you got to do this. When really they're just crawling in and out of windows, lighting candles and stuff. They're crawling in on our windows lighting candles. Yeah. Like, well, you know, to mess with somebody while um, they're playing okay. this game. Yeah. And then it, it just took a really dark turn. The, it did. Like, the history behind this game, what most people can find is it started in about 2010 on, like, a random, kind of like a cre- creepy pasta type of page. Uh-huh. But a lot of people are saying, no, this was a la- around way before then. But the other part of this is how much are we manifesting with the power of our mind? Which is more powerful than I think we realize. Right. So 
maybe it was made up, but now all these people are saying, no, 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 something actually is happening. Is that because it was now manifested? I don't know. Will I ever play this game to find out? Absolutely not. But I also other- feel like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go on. You also feel like. Uh, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say, I also feel like you're, oh God, you're in a sensory deprivation too. There's no noise. There's no light. And you have a very strict set of rules. So you're kind of just messing with your own mind playing this game. You also yes. are going off of sleep deprivation too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That's a big oh. one. Mm-hmm. My next issue with this game. Why do I have to play alone? I get the feeling the other team has more than one pl- player. So why can my team only have one more or one player? That's a good point. And it's like, because it's not fair. Right. Doesn't that feel so not yeah. fair? Also, why do I need a time limit in my own house? What happened to my house, my rules? Is that, do house rules not apply in this other dimension? Apparently not. Last thing, well, I guess not last thing, but next issue. Why am I inviting spooky shit into my house? Like, this is my comfort place. I should always feel safe. There's no reason for me to open up anything, like, for any negative energy. Like, there's no reason for that. And paranormal spooky shit like this, it's already unexplained and unknown. That means the consequences aren't explained and unknown. You might finish the game, but you've also, have you opened yourself up for continued activity? Have you opened your home up for continued activity? Like, you don't know. You're going into a verbal contract with a potential demon. Who said they were going to keep their end of the bargain? And then how do you know your house is actually safe after this? Like, how do you know the game really ends? I don't feel safe just talking about this. I actually, after this, I'm, I'm going to tell Cody, we need to cleanse our house just for me reading this. Yeah. Like this, this is enough for me to be like, I'm not wanting to invite this energy into my house. I need some sandalwood or something. Yeah. Like I feel. Some sage. Yeah. I feel unsafe. I might just grab some from the cabinet. We got some ground sage. That'll be a pinch, <laughs> right? I think so. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> just put it in a bowl or a decorative candle and just. <laughs> Sage the shit out this house. Sage all of your candles right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sprinkle so, sage on your candles and light them. Needless to say, I'm not playing this game. No. But if mm-hmm. you guys, if our listeners play, not that we're um, encouraging this, but we're kind of encouraging this. But if you guys play, let us know how it goes for you. But also play safely. Yeah. Like, play don't, safely. Don't, uh, don't put your candles near curtains. Don't burn your house down. We're not here. Listen, we have given you the warnings. Don't be stupid. Yeah. But also, if you play this game, you might be a little stupid, just in our personal opinions. Look, I'm telling you right now, I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing this game. (laughs) My children are not playing this game. My children better not play this game. (laughs) In 10 years, Annie's going to be like, hey, mom, can you hide these candles in every single room? And I'm going to be like, no, why don't you do what I did at sleepovers and put bra and panties in Ziploc bags of water in the freezer? Okay, that's good, wholesome fun. Did y'all not do that? No, we, we did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was I thought that was a Southern gospel thing for a second. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, just, just, it's not even a sleepover. This isn't even a sleepover. This is, this is a sleepover from hell. That's what this is. It's not even, you're, it's not a sleepover because it's just you. 
It's, unfortunately, I don't think it is. I think there's other things here. You're just not allowed to see them, talk to them, or acknowledge them in any way, shape, or form. Valid, valid. They're, your sleepover guests are kind of, uh, you're supposed to ignore them. You're yeah. the worst host. Mm-hmm. But that's that's everything. That's all I've got for you. I hated all of it. <laughs> but I also kind of liked it. I, we love, I love mm-hmm. the paranormal stories. There's, or the games. They're some of my favorites. I feel like this would be, it could be a pretty good movie, actually. Oh, yeah. Let's like make it they, a movie. <clears throat> yeah, like if they made it into a movie and, yeah, I think that could work. It's like it's some s- dumb teenager playing a game that they read about online on Reddit. And all you see as they're moving through the house is like a hand reaching out for them, like brushing their hair or something. It knocks three times and goes into a room just as the hand is closing where their head was. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could do this. Or they look under the door and see an eye looking back at them. Or see feet. Okay. That right there is... uh, (laughs) Oh my god. What's his name? It's not Shakespeare. It's not Silverstein. It's... Uh, Spielberg. Yes, thank you. That is a Spielberg moment right there. I'm just... Hey, Spielberg, if you need some creative thoughts on this one, we've got you. But also, we, we are laying claim to this creative idea here. Thank you. All I want is like like ten grand and my name in the credits, and I'm cool. Like I'm cheap. That's fine. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna want a percentage. See, you're the business <laughs> here, and I'm just like I could pay off a don't, lot of debt with ten grand. That's fine. Don't listen to Amanda. I am the business um, mm-hmm. side. Apparently, we want a percentage. Thank I want you. a quarter off of every s- not ticket sold. I don't know. I'm done. Just talk to Bryce. Okay. Well, ha- I'll have my people call your people. I am apparently the people. <laughs> You're the people. We'll do some negotiations. <laughs> no, but that's actually the end of my story. That was a good one. I like that uh, one. I told you it was a good one. Even if it doesn't have pictures, those ones are always good ones. Oh, no, I'm not upset about you not having <laughs> pictures for that. I can tell you that right now. Oh, I the eye under the door. I'm done. <laughs> That was just after me and you talked about it, though. I was imagining enough throughout. (laughs) All I can imagine is like this person with a candle now walking through a house and behind them are like glowing eyes or like creepy faces or like hands reaching out for them. Something's crawling across the ceiling that they can't see it. Yeah. Right. It's directly above them. Yeah. And it doesn't have a face, but you can tell its neck is turned in an unnatural manner. Uh huh. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, we we call dibs. Yeah. That's ours. TM. Right. Is that what you're supposed to do? I think. Yeah. I think so. TM. Done. TM'd by Hell on Heels podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram, Hell on Heels podcast, Twitter, Hell on Heels pod, or Facebook by searching Hell on Heels podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can con- you can donate through Patreon where we're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or just words of encouragement, please email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well, especially if they're in Mississippi because Amanda's state has to represent. Okay, okay. unnecessary. Bye. Bye. Bye.